0: Welcome listeners to this episode of BlockTales. The BlockTales podcast enters its second season here in 2018 with more interviews, stories, and experiences by today's industry leaders. The blockchain economy is gaining more attention than ever before. And as your host of the BlockTales podcast, I strive to ask all of the right questions that you, the listener, needs to know. On today's podcast, we're going to be speaking with Jeremy Gross, the Chief Strategy Officer at Mint Health. Mint Health is a decentralized health platform as a service that aligns health plans, provider groups, and wellness brands around patient engagement, improved clinical outcomes, and lower healthcare costs. The platform will enable the patient to manage their own health identity and records secured via blockchain and engages the ecosystem to drive healthy patient behavior through the Vitamin token. Jeremy, tell me about the. Problem you think Mint Health can solve?
1: The problem, you know, the problem we're trying to
0: solve here
1: um, is uh, is nothing short of a a, a pandemic that's happening globally. Um, you know, I like to think that you know the good news is you know we're all living longer, but the bad news around that is that on average, by the time we're we're fifty we're managing an average of three chronic conditions for the rest of our lives. And those chronic conditions could be, you know, high cholesterol, hypertension, diabetes, obesity, you know, cardiovascular disease and cancer. And, um, you know, in fact, um, every year, according to the World Health Organization, 40 of the 56 million Annual deaths that globally occur from these chronic conditions c- can actually be prevented if people just change their behaviors and, and and do the right thing and the reason this you know there's this um, pandemic that's happening is is that uh, overall the population is aging and there's also a growing uh, middle-class or affluency that's taking place um, So for example, here in the US, over three and a half million seniors are turning 65 every year, with 90% of them having at least one of these uh, chronic conditions. Um, And the other thing that's happening here is that this is also resulting in an unsustainable, what I would describe socioeconomic outcome. So, you know, whereby 2022, the costs associated with this will almost be 20% of our gross domestic product here in the US, which equates to around five trillion dollars per year. It's it's unbelievable the cost associated with chronic disease that can't be prevented. So what MidHealth is doing is is you know, we're solving this problem by incentivizing patients to do the right thing to eliminate. These chronic conditions.
0: Jimmy, tell me how you incentivize people, and you know, change their behavior, give them useful tools, and create a business model using new technology. Well, it,
1: it's um, this. This is where uh, the incredible, uh, compelling potential of the blockchain comes in that uh, that allows us uh, to do this. So, the way we, um, well, first of all. In order to incentivize someone, they've really got to have um, control and a view over their overall holistic health information. And uh, once they've got that, um, they can then be in a position to better understand uh, how they're doing and what they need to do. And so incentivizing through, through the blockchain, what, what we are establishing is a platform as a service, whereby uh, if you think of, um, you know, I, I sort of point to, the, to the, um, uh, the definition of, you know, on the blockchain, uh, you have miners that, that do things and earn, uh, a token or a currency for doing something. Uh, you, so you have proof of work or proof of stake where, where miners are actually accomplishing a task and they're, they're rewarded. Well, on the Mint Health platform, uh, people that are patients or that are trying to improve their overall health, um, if they Uh, do the right thing, whether it's by diet, or exercise, or take their medications correctly. um, They are rewarded with uh, our VITA token, and we call that proof of health. And so, so how does that, how how does that all work? Well, uh, where there are stakeholders around the patient that are in set, they, they have an agenda to be able to reduce cost or make their populations more healthy and are willing to acquire and purchase these tokens that then can be uh, awarded to people when they do the right thing and then ultimately those those patients can then redeem those rewards in a marketplace that we're establishing
0: and those rewards can be exchanged for multiple goods and services, or is it more like Fitbits and consumer-focused products? I guess.
1: Yeah, yeah. So we're uh, um, so we're we're going beyond. You know, there's a number of um, sort of incentivized platforms out there that, that reward people with things like baseball caps and water bottles. Where we're, we're really focused on doing something that's meaning meaningful and compelling. Uh, that allows patients to be able to get access to health care as well as um, uh, affordable health care. And so um, the stakeholders that we have, the redemption opportunities will be um, not only um, uh, 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 subsidizing um, or even providing discounts on co-pays um, or prescriptions, but also um, uh, discounts on a variety of healthful products and and services. So that can range from um, being able to redeem uh, the VITA tokens for nutrition or gym memberships or um, spa purchases, as well as, uh, uh, as I mentioned, uh, discounts at pharmacies um, and, uh, even, uh, reductions in insurance premiums. Um, so, uh, it, it, it's very much focused on meaningful and compelling, uh, redemptions. Um, you know, it's, it's, it, it is a loyalty in some respects. It's sort of like your Delta Sky miles and you, you earn points and then you can redeem those. Uh, but this is very focused on, on healthful goods and services that, um, uh, directly impact the wellness and the health of a patient.
0: Let's, um, let's talk a little bit about, um, your partners that are involved. What, what type of partners are involved today and what type of partners are you looking for in the, in the future?
1: So today, uh, we have a couple of foundational, um, couple of foundational partners. One is, um, a company called MD Revolution, and the other is Nucleus Health. Now, MD Revolution has roughly greater than 30,000 patients that they do chronic care management. Uh, And we have an exclusive license with them, whereby we will be leveraging that technology as part of the mental health platform as a service. The other foundational partner that we have is a company called Nucleus Health, which is a medical imaging platform. And they are serving roughly 2,500 facilities and roughly 400 hospitals here in the United States. And they have incredible intellectual property that renders diagnostic quality uh, medical imaging to mobile devices. And so those, you know, and we've got an exclusive license uh, with them. With MDR, uh, MD Revolution, part of what they're bringing to the table, as I mentioned earlier, is that they're deeply integrated into the the major electronic health record companies like Epic and Cerner, you know, Allscripts, um, Athena and so forth. Um, And they have this integration service that essentially Um, we will exclusively use uh, through offering up an API to the literally hundreds of thousands of different wellness apps and providers and so forth so that they can then um, tap into that back-end integration and have that seamless access to, to the information. Another foundational partner we have is Microsoft, and we've got a number of other um, partners that are more on the, uh, the blockchain uh, space itself, where we are leveraging, uh, you know, token, token infrastructure. We actually have a two-token structure, uh, both a utility token, and we're somewhat of a pioneer with this two-token structure, where we also have a security token. And um, so we're leveraging a number of, um, of partners there.
0: Blockchain and smart contract technologies are young, with minimal time in minimal viable product stage. So, how does this affect your critical mass outlook? Look,
1: the the, the blockchain space is literally you know five years old or however old it is, and there is a tremendous amount of innovation occurring on the various blockchain. Networks that are being developed, and you know, there's a lot of learning and iteration going on. Our business model is really focused on um, leveraging smart contracts that um, that uh, essentially verify that. Uh, that a person has done the right thing and that they can be awarded a token. So we're we're very much focused on um, developing a smart contract um, design and infrastructure that can be utilized on the Ethereum blockchain initially. But um, if we um, discover or evaluate a, another type of blockchain network in the future it wouldn't preclude us from being able to port from one blockchain network to the other and so developing a core a core platform that can leverage that can ultimately be leveraged across multiple blockchain networks uh, is is going to be uh, very very important um, and and so we're in our design of our architecture, uh, we're we're being very highly flexible in how we uh, roll roll out uh, our first phases of our of our uh, platform.
0: Jerry, let me pause you there for a moment. We need to take a short break. I'm Tony Sklar, and you're listening to Blocktails. Fintech Connector is the first exclusive online membership community that connects local fintech entrepreneurs and startups with global professionals, thought leaders, and investors.
1: Our, our mission statement is really that we want to revolutionize the way that fintech enablers, and those enablers are thought leaders, subject matter experts, professionals, investors, connect with innovators. Those innovators are the fintech startups, the fintech entrepreneurs. The
0: connector, um, when we connect the startup's innovators with enablers, there's that analytical algorithm that's going to match them up automatically, and then they're gonna have that opportunity to enter this space, and the innovators are gonna be able to take their skills, teach them the process, and help them so that they can add value to their startups.
1: And that's the heart, heartbeat of the, of the innovator and community aspect of FinTech Connector. And then the the professionals
0: are people like us who've had, you know, a a lot of experience in business that can help them, help the innovators then see their way through to um, becoming really successful. We're
1: now in 20 cities, 16 countries.
0: I think that's what FinTech Connector is about. It's about connecting all these jurisdictions and these locations
1: through the, um, the
0: the fintech connector community and platform and Mm -hmm. there's dubai and bahrain and this is berlin
1: so it's at fintechconnector.com and if you click on the right hand corner there's a little green sign up button just click on that and to help take that innovation from an idea or an mvp to that next serious level and that's where the diamond in the rough eventually becomes a fintech unicorn I want to make sure that everyone is invited to Accelerator Awesome, a co-production between the Studio Project and Work Awesome, one of the first global gatherings of accelerators of the accelerator community worldwide. It'll be happening June 29th this year at in New York City. Uh, you can find out more at acceleratorawesome.org.
0: Welcome back, listeners. We are speaking with Jeremy Gross, Chief Strategy Officer at Mint Health. We're going to jump right back into this interview. Jeremy, it's, um, it's a growing industry using social and financial incentives on top of gamification. How do you gain advantage? What is the competition doing?
1: Most, most of our competitors, and in fact, all of our so-called competitors, are trying to disrupt the existing electronic medical record um, Providers by coming up with a re- a replacement for that. Uh, that's not what we're. That's not our focus. Our focus is actually to enable uh, and tra- and transform those those providers and frankly the third party apps. So as a platform, we are. Uh, we, w- what we're focused on is this proof of health that we have a closed loop environment where we can validate and verify that if someone says they've actually done exercise or they've taken their meds or they're, um, they're sticking to their diet, that we can actually prove that through not only uh, verification back to other disparate data sources, but also um, through uh, uh, machine learning and, and, and algorithms. That would uh, scrutinise what someone's saying, and uh, in the appropriate circumstance, question whether, in fact, the validity around that. So um, we we don't uh, w- we actually view those those blockchain companies that are trying to disrupt the EHRs as that that's more that's going to be a huge challenge for them because those. EHRs aren't going away. We're, once again, focused on the, the, the data liquidity and enabling the free flow, permissioned free flow of data between the established uh, EHRs and, and the patient.
0: Jeremy, I want to take it back to that last question a little bit. Can you touch back a little bit on the gamification of the process and maybe the social media support that the vitamin token brings?
1: That is embedded within the platform itself and is um, a capability that our stakeholders can leverage, and so what that will look like is that um, as somebody, as, as as an end user or as a patient, is going about modifying their diet or or doing their exercise, you know, riding their bike or going for a you know walk or so forth, all of all of that information, if they so. Uh, Decide to. They can share that with friends, or actually compete um, and, and be part of programs. So, for example, one of the one of the uh, potential customers we have already has a lot of that gamification in place already, and they they will be leveraging their own gamification um, through the Vida token. And being able to uh, share that, but we'll also have that capability where, uh, you know, end users can uh, essentially share and compete um, and, and compare notes and get advice and get, get um, tips and, and
0: those aspects as well. How do you manage user expectations and customer experience with technology that is so extremely new?
1: I think the, the experience we're talking about is very similar to that kind of experience where your boarding pass is on your smartphone and, your QR, and the QR code is scanned and you board the plane. And um, that is the type of experience that if a patient is at a doctor's office or in the hospital or, um, or wanting to share their information with somebody else, that it'll be that seamless and, and that easy. Um, to do ultimately, as the uh, technology evolves, uh, it'll even be m- more straightforward. Where uh, you know you'll have technologies that are just self-aware that you can give permission, and it'll be done over the air, you know, directly to whoever you want to share information or gather information from. So the ease of use. Um, is uh absolutely important and uh, a minimal amount of manual input um is also uh important and that's where i think a lot of the attempts to do this in the past have um struggled in that it required you know the
0: the end user to you know import endless amounts of information Jeremy, thank you so much for having this conversation with us. I appreciate that. For our listeners, where can they find out more information on Mint Health?
1: They can always go drop by our website, which is at MintHealth.io. Um, we, we do have uh, a crowdfunding um, underway that at StartEngine. You know, we're on all the social channels, so we're on Telegram. They can go out and mm-hmm. catch up with us on
0: our Telegram channel. You've been listening to an interview with Jeremy Gross, Chief Strategy Officer at Mint Health. I'm Tony Sklar, and you're listening to Block Tales. Here at Far From TV, we deliver business and technology news, data and insights, as well as opinions from top industry leaders on what's hot and what's wrong with today's technology ecosystem. You can follow us on Twitter at Far From TV, and please find us on Facebook, LinkedIn, and Instagram. And don't forget about WeChat. You can find all of the Far From TV podcasts on iTunes, Google Play, and SoundCloud. And when you find us and listen, please don't forget to give us a rating and a review. Your support means a lot to us, and we value your feedback. If you wish to send us a note, which you can do so on any of the social media platforms where you find us, and if you'd like to send us an email, please go right ahead and email us at info at farfrom.tv. That's I-N-F-O at farfrom.tv.